friends, I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married for 15 years, 14 good ones, and we have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was four, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and corporate training business. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our lessons in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Hello, friends. Good to be here. I just got off the treadmill. <laughs> I'm still sweaty. We're doing the five for five for five five, and which means we have to do five miles a day. 55. Or 55 minutes. Five for five for 55. Five for five for 50. Yeah, I said five, five. 55. 55 days. 55 means five, five? I don't know. I wonder how many people would hear five, five and go, oh, that's 55. 55 days. (laughs) Five, five sounds a lot easier than 55. I did 47 once. It was a while. Okay, so 55 days in a row. There's five things you're supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah, so tell them what that is. I just did the five miles. That's usually the one that yeah, move your body Jessie from, was just walking around trying to get her mileage in. Move your body for five miles or 55 minutes. Every day. Every day. You do these things every day. Um, encourage five people. Every day. Write down five things you're grateful for. Every day. Drink five pints of water. Every day. And read five pages of the book. Every day. Every day. So for there's five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's some folks on our team. Well, actually, just one person on our team that has done, and I know a few others that have done it. That seventy five hard, and that is similar. It's similar to what we have dialed up uh, in some weird ways. Adrian had never heard of seventy five hard when she came up with this. So this um, true. <laughs> apparently, her and Andy Frisilla are both geniuses in totally different ways. But um, it is. It is a test, and uh, it it is a challenge. And so if, if you want to join us in that challenge, the more the merrier. Uh, and I think we get a, we give a gift if you complete it. Yeah. If you can document it. If you can document it and complete it. Yeah. 55 days, you get a prize. Yeah, so you got to document your journey uh, of 5 for 5 for 55, and you get a really special gift from the Love the Process team. You do, and it's fun. And we don't give this gift out. To just anybody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, we can get you a hat. We can get you a shirt. Oh, yeah, somebody asking. Somebody just asked for a sweatshirt. We can get On you, night, we can get you a sweatshirt. But I will tell you what. This gift, the 5 for 5 for 55 gift, it is, you got to earn it. <laughs> you, you can't even buy it. You got to do it. Blood, sweat, and tears that will make you better than you were when you started. Guaranteed. All right, so we're getting into fall. Yeah, it's getting to be fall, September, Weather's middle of September. Cooler. Kids are back in school. All four of them. Four different schools, four kids. We, it's true. We do have, we have got four kids. And we have, as you heard in the intro, and as you probably there heard, four different, there are four different schools. And but two of them are just half day, like part day. So we have two. I've got two solid hours. No kids. You're good at looking Twice at the week. camera Twice too. I gotta get. We 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 haven't always filmed this thing. You know, love the process podcast. Uh, we started filming. We had a friend. He's like, you gotta get your message out there. Okay, Tyler. God bless you. 
couple years later, here we are. And you got to get your message out there. And so he he filmed, I think, our first 20 episodes, something maybe, like give or 15 take. 15 or something. 15. And, uh, like, set up, film, you know, et cetera. And it was, you know, it was a hobby. We are like, yeah, this is a hobby. And it's fun to talk about loving the process. And so we're going to do that. And now, as you've heard in the intro, it's evolved into a corporate training business, a team of people who teach people how to love the process. And it's coming on strong. So uh, we're excited. Uh, we like to work with organizations that, uh, that, are, that are focused on doing good. And I like to say we like to help you do gooder. So if you, if you don't want to do good, you just want to make money, and uh, you're not sure uh, that you want to do good, uh, we're probably not for you. Probably not a fit. Probably not a fit. Um, we love you. Um, you can keep listening. You can go ahead and cancel us. Stop. I don't care. But we do want folks who want to do good, want their teams to do good, want to invest in their people, and we'll help them do gooder, guaranteed. <laughs> and we, as, as uh, kind of weird of an intro to though what we do as that is uh we have uh lots of testimonials that'll tell you the products uh, especially the one mission mindset is the kind of the core product right now seven week training people come together i like to say right now and i think it's true of all time we learn in rows we grow in circles we learn in Ooh, rows that's good we learn in rows we grow in circles, in circles. Mm-hmm. yeah oh, maybe that'll change though I feel like it'd be bad. I feel like we should learn in circles. Learn and grow in circles. I feel like our schools could be better at that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And maybe if we focus on growth instead of learning, mm. maybe it's the focus. Maybe. Maybe it's focus. So anyway, we're here. We're excited. Uh, and you know, and maybe maybe you've had a hobby. Uh, you know, something that you did that. You enjoyed doing, you enjoyed making flower bouquets, you know, and giving them to your friends. And everybody's like, oh, this is the best flower bouquet. And then you're just crazy enough to uh, try to start it and (laughs) try to turn it into a business, right? And, uh, you know, it's, I think the key is to figure out what you, what you really enjoy Mm -hmm. doing that adds value to the world. A lot of people, uh, you know, Phil, let's take Phil, right? He's been on our podcast, right? He enjoys cutting grass, mowing lawns, that smell, that's that, that feeling of satisfaction when the lawn is mowed. My cousin Brennan, since time he was 18, shooting horses, shoot horses, you know, and, uh, he's really good at it. You know, I think if you're looking at college right now, man, I was having this vision of Love the Process University, (laughs) and it would be way less expensive than traditional college, but might, if we we need a 30-year run, you know, we need a good run at it, uh, but it might yield the, I believe it would yield the average individual who's not quite sure what their mission purpose is in life uh, a better shot across the board financially health happiness relationships i think so often people go to college and and they get their learn on like adrian was just talking about learning we still have this focus of learning they get their learn on and then 
they get their think on and then they get in the workforce and then they think a lot. Mm-hmm. And so often it's really just in taking action and learning and, tr- you know, and growing and trying. And the way to grow is to fail. The way to grow is to engage in the process, right? And that's why we say love the process. So often when you're learning, you're trying to perfect something. It's got to be perfect, you know, et cetera, before you can can let it go. And we, tr- we grade people that way, right? It's like because you get an A, did you get a B, did you get a C? on your project um, as opposed to did you grow it's like that it's like that saying not knowledge is knowing that a bell pepper is a fruit wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad hmm that's a good one never heard that that's good well it's really like thinking about yeah it just really does it's a good example of just it's not just what you're learning in a line, in a row. You've got to be able to apply it. Yeah, totally. You cannot learn to ride a bike mm-hmm. at a seminar. You can go to all the seminars you want, all the classes. You can have small groups on riding bikes. You can talk about riding a bike. You can be like, man, we ride like we're going to ride great. And you can theorize it. You could write a paper. <laughs> You got a thesis paper on riding a bike. You can dream about the wind in your hair. Yep, all those things. (laughs) And at the end of the day, when you get on that bike, you're going to have to learn how to ride it by riding a bike. And so one of the sayings we say that I think, you know, we might have come up with, I might have come up with, the only way to learn is to learn. The only way to learn is to learn. The only way to learn is to learn. And it it is often, you know, I like to... I don't coach, you know, there's, now there, you need coaches, don't get me wrong. I have some, I've had some of the best coaches. Now I coach soccer, uh, and so that is different. I, I do coach youth soccer now, I'm a U10 soccer coach, and uh, the shooting stars, let's go, um, and we have a lot of fun. I love to teach, I love to teach, and so what I find myself doing is adding coaches to our staff, you know, that love to coach, and then teaching what we want to coach and and watching them let it rip and that's been fun um i love to teach and because i think so often we overcomplicate we overcomplicate the necessary actions to be successful Mm. and so coaching you know like i say you need i think we need coaches we need you know good professionals whether it be somebody to take care of your eyes if your eyes aren't great uh you know Sometimes you need a doctor, sometimes you need a lawyer, sometimes you need a dentist, sometimes you need, you know, a chiropractor, a massage therapist, whatever. We need professionals. I think we need coaches. I think we need people that that help us manage better and perform better our lives. You know, could you imagine? Well, I think coaches see stuff that you don't see, too. Right. We need people around us. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a paid coach. I think coaches can be next. Mentors. Next. Coaches. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the thing that's nice—the thing that is nice about a paid coach or a professional coach—is that's all they do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I could throw a ball thirty yards down the field. I could—I'm telling you, I could do it. Or we'll let Russell Wilson throw, or we'll let Tom Brady throw it. Mm-hmm. What are we, what do you, where do you want your where do you want your money? I mean, I get the ball down there, but the best is going to be Tom Brady or Russell or pick another elite quarterback, right? Because that's all they do. Mm-hmm. That's what they work on. That's their craft. Um, I can shoot free throws. I could probably make 
more than 50%. We go to the free throw line, we'll try this one day. I can probably make above 50% of the free throws I take. So you got a 50-50 chance. The game on the line, one shot, I could make it. <laughs> or we'll let LeBron take it. What are, I mean, what are we going to do? I'd pick LeBron. We're going to take LeBron. Sorry. So, so <laughs> I agree with you that we need people who can give us perspective, but we have to vet the wisdom of the perspective that we get. That's great. Yeah, totally agree. That's good. Good stuff. And the more people do, and so training, for example, like what we talk about, what we were talking about there, the more repetition you have over the course of time, the better you become at it. Why was Bill Gates so good at coding? Because he spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours with Paul banging away at coding. So um, I think vet people, vet the folks that you you take wisdom from well and um, – and take a, a lot of things with a grain of salt. And I think a lot of folks want to be useful. One of my things is like, people are like, hey, let me pray for you. I'm like, whoa, 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 easy. <laughs> easy, okay, easy, buddy. You know, I love your enthusiasm and care and love for me. And if that's your way of showing it, then God bless you, knock yourself out. But sometimes it's like, well, what are you going to pray for? <laughs> like, how do you know what I, how, I mean, you're gonna, who are you going to pray to? Like, are you smarter than the guy you're talking to? I mean, because my thing is like, I don't, I'm not, we're not a religious affiliated uh, organization. We have beliefs in in our own right. Um, but like for me, I'm like, why don't we just if if God knows it all, why don't we just pray for what's best, what He thinks is best? Let's pray for that. And I might not like it. You know, sometimes the thing that is the you think I think is the worst is the best, and the thing that I think is the best is, ends up being the worst. Yeah, you know, like timing. Like that happens a lot. <laughs> like timing. The flip side. The flip side. So you know, when you train somebody, you go, well, no, no, well, maybe, maybe it won't. Maybe it'll actually work better. You know, like I just seen a guy today outside the the uh, Panera Bread, and he's moving a little quick, and he'd gotten a text from his girl. And he's trying to text her back. It's what he'd tell me after it happens. And, er, you know, he, he bumps this little car and just scrapes this, just barely dings it. And he's just pissed. Comes out and he's just pissed. <laughs> and he's trying to go through that mental exercise of, do I leave a note? You know, I know this dude saw this. And I'm like, do whatever you need to do, brother. I'm like, he's asking me like, well, he's shoot. He's making sure it's not your car. I'm like, I might leave a note, you know, I might leave a note. And, and, uh, but I, it's, you barely noticeable in this silver like rig, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, he's got, he, he's going to take another 10 minutes of his day to leave a note and be pissed. Well, shoot. What if he would have left? And, you know, at, at the exact moment, there's like a car that misses a stop sign and just boom, you know, like, you don't know, you don't know. I think there's so, why not, why not just assume? What if it was all all right? I think love of the process could be summed up in a lot of ways. What if it was all, all right? That's the process. It's just this idea we're always continually in motion and we don't know how the story ends, but we just show up to the party. I just got a text from a guy, my friend who's playing in a pro-amp, and he's three hours ahead of here. And uh, 
he's telling me what he's been up to the last like three days and i'm like that sounds awesome and uh but you know what he said is i just loving where my feet are oh that's good just loving where my feet are like why not why how do we how do we do more of that and and, and i'm telling you i know like the sky's blue there's people listening to this podcast they're like john that is easy for you to say it's easy for you to say true true story it is easy for me to say and i'm telling you just like the sky just as it's easy for me to say it is simple to do but not easy to do consistently mm-hmm. it's not easy to do consistently and so why do we need coaches because they help us to be consistent mm-hmm. they help us to consistently remind ourselves of the things that are so simple John Wooden used to train socks. Let's put on our socks. <laughs> like every like an hour and a half to be in a season. Why? Because people need to be reminded to put on their socks properly so they don't get blisters. So his players get to play the whole game. And he doesn't have to put in somebody else that's not as good as the guy who's playing because the guy that's playing is better than the guy who's not playing because John Wooden likes to win games. And they didn't always win, by the way. It took him sixteen years to win the first national title. Then they won 10 of the next 12. See, I like to teach, right? And I think you teach often through story. Mm. And so, and I think you teach often through anecdotal realities, like actual results Mm -hmm. and learning. I'm going to just, any educator out there that, you know, uh, at the next level of education, if, if you don't agree with me, uh, feel free to send me an email. I, I often forward them. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I forward these ones to this company called email to tp.com and email to tp.com takes emails and they turn them into toilet paper. And, um, and then when I'm sitting there <laughs> and I'm, you know, what you use toilet paper for. And then I, I get, it's like a couple month lag though. And I, and I read, I read the email that you sent me about how I'm wrong and you're right. And I'm, and then I use it, and then I feel better. So I might not respond, but you're welcome to send me an email. But my point is, learning is so theoretical, and growth is actually taking action. Mm-hmm. It's taking action. Now, there are certain, um, and and so the best best education programs are this way, right? I mean, the, you had a program you went through where you had internships. Yeah. On the job training. Yeah, two mandatory internships. Yeah, you did you did work. Mm-hmm. And um so often I think in our education system there's a disconnect, you know. I like to I'm always interested in the person who just they graduated from college and they just now they've just been a, an educator. Like I'm talking college now. And so you're you're charged we're going to pay you. This is the this is this is the freaking the greatest, um, I don't know, what's the right word? I want to be positive. Take, you know, like this is like in certain cases, it's the greatest take, like meaning you're, you're getting something for giving somebody almost nothing, right? Like, and so, so you, you have not had a job. You have not earned an income. You have not been in the marketplace. But you've read a lot, you've studied a lot, and you have ideas about how my kid or myself am going to be prepared to go attack the marketplace. <laughs> like, how is that? How, how do we continue to think that that's like 
the best use of a resource of both time and money for a kid who has no clue what they want to do. <laughs> like if you want to be a teacher, go to a good school. Go get go get your teaching degree. Do but a good teaching program can be like you know, Central Michigan University where you're going to have lots of practicums. You know, <laughs> Western Washington University, the School of Geniuses, great teaching program. Like but but just going to a school that not get any hand on learning. That's why they require in in certain things they require like in doctors don't they require residency mm-hmm. where you aren't actually doing anything. I mean you're you're learning, you're on the job, you're a resident, mm-hmm. you know, before you they let you let it rip. Teaching, same way, student teaching is a requirement. Mm-hmm. So you can and yet so many other jobs that people are going to go into myself included i'm not i'm throwing stones in glass houses shoot i took five years to get a social sciences degree and so i was lucky because i was a ward of the court and the pell grant was paying and so i was on the take but man it was a take so all you listeners out there who were alive and paying taxes in 1998 to 2003 i thank you i thank you because (laughs) you you doled it out for me to party for five years and somehow get a degree and somehow get a degree. And, and the good news is I got to meet Adrian. (laughs) I got to meet Adrian while I was in college and I, and I survived and I survived, but I don't, I, I don't know, you know? And so, you know what? There is that, there is the piece, there is the piece of college that might, might avail you the social aspect, right? If that's, if that's a, uh, a component Again, we can do that for way less. <laughs> Love the Process University is going to be legit. <laughs> I'm excited for that. We can do it for way less than what they're charging right now. True. Build social, the social aspect, you know, give you a, you know, and you're not, that's just the tuition for school. You still got to live somewhere, right? Man, we can, Love the Process University, it's going to have a Greek system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also going to have... So it's going to have houses that I, that where people go that, man, I like doing this. I will live with these people. I like doing this. Okay, I'm going to live with these people. I think, again, camaraderie and common interest. And so coaches also, last thing I'd say, coaches help elevate your identity, your belief in yourself. Mm. Coaches draw the best out of you. Coaches, like you said, they see things you don't see, but one of the greatest coaches they – draw out the best mm-hmm. of people and uh so anyway that's a long way to say yeah we're back on the podcast <laughs> 20 minutes in <laughs> we haven't really talked about anything you can expect a lot more of that as we go along yeah i think the trying to get some less than five stars so somebody go ahead and you know i, I think <laughs> i think just my mom and everybody else listens and gives us five stars so we'd love feedback <laughs> They, um, yeah, I think the simplicity of the idea of, you know, enjoying where your feet are and what if it was all all right. I think like that's, I think those are great philosophies when you're have a hobby that you're working on and really enjoying. And I think it, for me, it's gotten harder when it's, we'd like turned this into a business and I have to like, I need those coaches to consistently remind me and come back to, Hey, be where my feet are. This is challenging to build, but it's not bad. It's exciting and fun and we're growing and it's great at the same time. 
But I think like you'll find that if you're like turning a hobby into something harder, like there can be hard times. Oh yeah. Growing something. Yeah, no question. You know, no question. And that is the annals of all things that have happened in human history, right? That are of any consequence. I think there's always going to be resistance and the resistance is real. The resistance, if you're out there and you're like, man, I feel like I should be doing this. And then you, you kind of do a little bit, then you get knocked back down and, and you get, you try to do a little more and you get knocked back down. Like that resistance is, is real. That's Mm -hmm. a force that works against, especially if your, your motives and your, your goal set is, is good. Like if you want to do good, it actually can be harder than a guy who just is just so set on doing what they are accomplishing the thing that they want to accomplish, regardless of, of impact. Right. Cause, uh, you, you, a lot of, a lot, you can see this a lot, a lot of companies, people, organizations. I mean, and this isn't, I'm not judging here in any stretch of the imagination, but I was at Super Bowl 48. We won the Super Bowl. Okay. Within months, uh, Russell Wilson went through a divorce. Within months. And the, nobody talks about it. Nobody, nobody, very few people bring that up. And like, I'm almost a dick. You're going to listen and go, John's a dick for bringing that up. Am I? Am I? Or am I kind? Am I kind to give people the reality that you, that the cost on all fronts has to be counted? Because I think Russ had counted it, and I don't know that Ashton had. And I'm, I don't know Ashton, I don't know Russ. So it's, I don't like talking about people when I don't know them. And so no offense to any party involved. I don't know the details. And I'm, and, and I'm not casting judgment on any front in terms of the actual technical of, of what happened and how it went. But in any endeavor and anything... You, the cost, you, you should count the cost, mm. right? And oftentimes when you're taking a line that is actually, that is going to help and alleviate human suffering and move the world forward, you, the cost is high. Sometimes you get a holiday named after you. I mean, the, the cost is high. When you have enough a kindness and care to bring an ideology and a solution and a combination of both to a place in time where there's power and struggle and difficulty that's typically man-made because of greed and desire and motivations that are that are not of that re- re- variety you're going to face pain it's going to it's going to be hard mm-hmm. and so sometimes you, you know, leaning in and realizing, like, we, we have a mo- uh, it's supposed to be hard. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to do good, it's going to be hard. I, 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 just, I just very rarely have, have found somebody, and, and I interview and talk to, and we get to talk to a lot of people in a lot of spaces who've done a lot of things, and very rarely does anybody go, man, it's been a breeze. It's been, <laughs> been just a 30-year <laughs> Just perfect run. No no issues at all. Now, I have gone on the flip side, and I have seen out of the clear blue sky a call come in from a couple who'd been married 37 years. And my aunt goes, they're getting divorced. And I'm like, 
holy shit. Really? And so pick your pick pick whether you want the pain now or later. But the pain is coming one way or another. Like it's just a matter of when and how. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't I don't I don't and now the good news is if pain is part of the process and we know that pain is part of the process, we can take solace in that. Like we can take we can, you know, we can hang our hat, right? That's the UW Husky football issue right now. It's like, where do we hang our hat? Not to go on a tangent, but where do we hang our hat? Is it offense? Is it defense? Is it special teams? Like, I don't know. I don't know that we know. But being able to hang your hat somewhere is is important because it gives you a foundation to come back to. So I think so often... What does that mean? What does that mean to hang your hat? Hang your hat means you can <laughs> count on this. You can count on this. It's kind of like, you, you, you know, this, I mentioned Russ. We can count. Russ has started 161 games in a row. Okay? So we got 53 players on the team. We can hang our hat on Russell Wilson. Okay? We can count on him to show up. The other 52 guys on our roster, <laughs> who knows? We'll see. We're going to see. But Russ has started 161 straight games at the quarterback position. That's handy. Anybody who knows football knows it's freaking hard to win without a quarterback. Damn near impossible to win without a good, smart quarterback in the NFL or in college football right now. So, Russell Wilson, we can hang our hat on him. Now, do we got to play defense? Yeah. Do we have to have special teams? Yeah. Do we need to get it blocked so Russ can throw Pat? You know, absolutely. Is Russ bigger than the Seahawks? No, he's not. We like him a lot, but he's not bigger than the Seahawks, right? We can put, we need, we can get another Russ if we have to. But for now, and, and in the immediate future, we hang our hat on Russell and, and some other guys in there. Bobby Wagner, we can hang our hat on Bobby. I, what we know about Bobby is he's going to have a good attitude and he's going to bring everything he's got every single time. Every single time. That's something you can hang your hat on. So regardless of your circumstance, you can find something to hang your hat on. And so I think that's, that's often, that is the crisis in America today is the lack thereof. Mm. The lack of the ability to have something that you can hang your hat on. And, you know, maybe it's faith, maybe it's spirituality, maybe it's metaphysical theory that you believe in. I'm not telling you what it should be, but having some sense. Now, if you ask me, I can give you ideas more, more pertinently, okay? But at the end of the day, we lack, I lack, and I can relate to it. That's why I can tell you about it. It's not like I read it in a book, right? I didn't. Uh-huh. This isn't some theory. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is moments where I lack something to hang my hat on that keeps me engaged in the work that I know I should do. Mm-hmm. That I know I should do, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of people who know somewhere deep down inside themselves in at parties they don't like to talk about, maybe, and and they will find a way to to distract themselves from that reality, but they know. They know what they're they're supposed to do, what they're good at doing, what they enjoy doing, but they lack the the whatever it takes to take action consistently at that. 
and I am right there with you, mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. I am right there with you, <laughs> sister. Like I get that. And the great, the great possibility I think for Saul is to rise above that one more day. And that's why the five for one five more for minute. one more minute. That's what <laughs> five for five for fifty five is is a really cool deal because it's Jesse and I were talking right before this. Like it's just you got to win the day. Mm-hmm. And Chip Kelly, God bless Chip Kelly. He that he's not at the Oregon Ducks anymore, although they got some dudes over there. Just beat Ohio State. They got some dudes, and this name, image, likeness deal. They got the best owner in college football. It's going to be tough. They're gonna they're gonna have their pick of players. But Chip Kelly used to be at you know UW, or University of Oregon, and he had this one dumb idea sitting in the back. You know, let's win the day. Let's win the day, boys. Let's win the day. And they won a lot of days, and they won a lot of games. And so, we're never going to name a podcast "Win the Day" because it would be sacrilegious as a University of Washington Husky football fan. But I'm pretty sure it's trademarked. <laughs> and 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 we we don't we we don't want to get into it with with Nike just yet. Not yet. <laughs> maybe someday. They got more. So maybe someday. But uh, but at the end of the day, it's just that's it. Yeah, it's, we were it's, we were saying that the other get day. Get after the day with the five for five for five five. You don't have to feel like moving your body for five miles. You just got to take the first step and then take the next one. Yeah, I was just on the treadmill. I just, right before this, 2.9 miles I had to go. I hated the first five or six minutes. <laughs> like, hated it. Hated it. And then the last 20 or so were okay. And then the last four or five, I hated it as well. You know, it, it, takes, it takes what it takes. That's cliche. And, and I think uh, a book now. But the reality is, if you have something to hang your hat on, you will do whatever it takes. You will do whatever it takes. If you lack something to hang your hat on, all bets are off and typically you lose. It's, it's really, and, and so oftentimes, here's what's crazy uh, that I've seen in studies over and over and over again and watched in cases over and over and over again. Phoenix Suns this year is, a, is an example, right? You know, a head coach, I think, lost his wife and, uh, or whatever, and uh, they got to the NBA Finals. You know, Coach Dungy, and nobody expected Phoenix Suns to be in the NBA Finals. Nobody. Coach Dungy of the uh, Colts, uh, his kid committed suicide in the offseason. The next year they won it all, and they had never been able to. But you know what they were able to hang their hat on? It's just a stinking game. Mm. It's just a stinking game. And every year previous to that, they could not hang their hat on that. They, the game was the most important thing. Mm. And so because it became a big game, they would do things they didn't normally do. And they've looked at it. They'd do things they didn't normally do. They'd read keys they didn't normally read. And they'd be in places they wouldn't normally be. And they would lose and not win the Super Bowl. And with the same personnel with something more powerful to hang their hat on, they want it all. Mm. So what is that for us all? I mean, I think that, and I think it's different for everybody, and you would prefer it not to need to come in 
sets of form. You know, it reminds me of the story, you know, when I got pulled over that one day. And I was frustrated. It was, I'll tell the story. I was just frustrated beyond frustrated. We had a business thing that was not going well. We had to send some paperwork over to tell them to knock it off. And uh, Adrian will tell you I'm paperwork. in the car. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're Adrian, we're in the car driving. We're going to go to Anachi and uh, try to just take a weekend away with the fam, see your folks. And I get pulled over for blocking the intersection. And I'm like, I couldn't see over the moving van, okay? The guy didn't care at all. Totally stone faced, comes, hands, you know, goes back to his car. Adrian knows I'm getting a ticket. Comes back, hands it to me. I hand it to Adrian. I'm like, thank you. You know, and not really excited. He goes back. He's about to go back to his car. He stops. He comes back to the door. He says, you know, you're, you're free to go. I just got one question. I'm like, what's that? And he goes, what's that on your wrist? And I'm like, on my wrist? And I look, and I'm wearing this Live Strong bracelet that we'd all gotten for, for this kid uh, at Bothell who's, whose mom had passed away from cancer within the last year or so. And we'd all been wearing them. And uh, I said, that's a Livestrong bracelet. He goes, why do you wear it? And I'm like, support the, you know, the cause for finding a cure for cancer. And he looks at Adrian. He says, hand me that. And I hand, she hands me the ticket. I hand it to the guy. He rips it up into 50 pieces. And I'm like, so do I have a ticket or not? You know, he still knows nothing, no expression. He walks back halfway to his car. He stops. Turns around one more time. Adrian's like, he's coming back. And he goes, he goes, I just lost my son eight months ago to cancer. Don't ever stop supporting the cause for a cure. I'm like, you got it. And I start to tear up a little. And Adrian's starting like, I'm, like I can't even, I'm stunned. He goes back to his car. It's still rush hour traffic. He turns on his lights, think he's just going to leave. He stops. He blocks that right-hand side of that Highway 2 road. He points at us, and he goes, go ahead. He basically gives us a motorcade out of there. And, and we pull out, and we pull over, and we stop. And I'm, like, almost kind of shaking. Like Brian Wolf was that day when we saw that home one not that long ago. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, this is crazy. And, uh, and I... I I end up filling up the gas tank, didn't think one second about work. Mm-hmm. I didn't think one second about what, we were, what was so consuming all the way up to that moment. And I'm having a breakfast the next, speaking of coaching, I'm having a breakfast on Monday morning with a friend, and uh, he's like, he believes in God, and he's like, would you look at the lengths that God is willing to go? to get your attention, you know, and uh, to get you to realize it's going to be okay. It's okay. And, you know, you'd, I'd rather it not go that way. What if it was all all right? But what if, at the end of the day, what if it was all all right and you could shortcut the necessity? And that's really, from that day, I've worked to shortcut the necessity for such an occurrence for me to need such a, an abrupt awakening for a shift in my paradigm, right? That's called a paradigm shift, right? When, 
when you thought it was one way and then you realized it's another way. And that was a paradigm-shifting moment for me to go, it's all right. And, you know, we were talking not that long ago about executing in big moments and or executing on things that matter. And, and it's the same, I said, the same concept. I, 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 go to some pl- I go to a place that's really hard, and then I go to a place that's fun, and then everything else seems easy. Um, and seems attainable and possible and, and I can take action. And I think there's there's probably some power in that if people tried that. If they, they go to their if they have the courage to, to go to the, the toughest times in their lives or or even a tough scenario, a tough, you know, thought or whatever of something occurring that's unprecedented. I would I wouldn't make it specific. But and and that well, this is better than that, you know. So um, I think that has always prompted people to to be able to execute, and it's a motivator, and we see we see that motivation. And so, you know, so often, even if you if you look at um, you know our country or or any country for that matter, like there's a power in in this 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 condition of of rallying together against you know foes perceived or real right um, um, abroad or domestic right there's a power in that that elevates performance for the masses and uh, so anyway I don't know that's there's some thoughts I got on this uh, first podcast of the fall <laughs> what do you think Adrian <laughs> yeah that's awesome I think <laughs> Yeah, going to that dark place. You did. He did like a little video of that recently when we were in the car. I was like, "You gotta share this." <laughs> so I took a little video of him talking about that going to your darkest moment and then flushing it, and going to something positive. I think like it's it like can create can become kind of a habit. I feel like I do that when I'm like frustrated with the kids that I'll go to that <laughs> them not being here. And like everything else seems like silly. Like I'm frustrated that something has spilled on the floor or that there's popcorn all over the floor that was dumped out of the bowl. Like that seems silly when I think of the alternative. And like it sounds negative, but it's it's like such a quick like way to recenter and like refocus on really what's important, what matters in this moment. Yeah. And I and I really think if you're attentive if if we're attentive on the front end, it's better. It's better. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's you know, there's no gear Forrest Gump's mom said it best. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're gonna get. Um, but I do have a f- belief that it you know, and, and good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people and it Rains on good and bad people alike. And, but I do have a belief that thinking and understanding perspective and, and prioritization of importance does allow things to be better, that, that they go better as a whole. Um, specifically, it's like anything, you know, I don't know anybody plays poker out there. You get pocket aces and you're like, ah, oh, I got aces. And you put all your money in the pot and it's like, oh, I got two pair. Dang it. You lost. <laughs> like, you know, 
it's just a better it's just a better bet, right? Aces aren't coming. They you know, aces aren't always gonna hold up to all my poker players out there. Like aces aren't always gonna hold up. But you feel good about them when you have them and, and having a good mentality around things and and a place to hang your hat is 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 a better bet than 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 not. Yeah, that's good. Simple. Not always easy. We're not slow learners, quick forgetters. That's why we need to come uh, with the podcast a little more often. Because when we podcast, I'm reminded. I'm reminded as well. Me too. <laughs> like we really do this okay, for ourselves. To remind <laughs> ourselves. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's what we're always talking about. We always talk. The topics are always stuff that we need to work on. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. No question. So, what do I need to hear today? Let's chat about that. Keep, you know, it's the old actor, and there's every cliche in the book, right? Keep it simple, silly, or if you know, keep it simple, stupid. I've heard that one too. You can say it however you want, but keep it simple. <laughs> like keep it simple. It's see, that seems simple, but it's not. It's not always simple, and the most. The craziest thing is, like, if we looked at right now, if we looked at Warren Buffett calendar, Warren has lived in Omaha, Nebraska, I believe, for 70-something years, give or take, in the same house for many, many of those years, if not all of them. If we looked at his schedule right now, he would have, like, three things on it. He would have three things on it for this whole month, (laughs) for this whole month. And then he has some, he has standing appointments. One of them's a call with Bill Gates. Maybe every day. Him and Bill might be on the call on the phone every day. I know it's weekly at least. But he has certain appointments. I'm not on there. I haven't hit the calendar. (laughs) But I do realize he's got 36 slots that are outside the standing appointments. So if the call comes in, Warren, I will move my schedule around for you, buddy. You're welcome on our podcast anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Unquestionably, okay. we will have you on. So the name of the podcast, Hang Your Hat. Sounds good. What are you hanging your hat on? Let's go. Thanks for being here, friends. Have an awesome week. <laughs> <laughs>